0: What is up, people? You are listening to New Generation Hero Talk. I am your host, E.J. Stewart. We got a great show lined up for you guys today. We'll be talking about rumors of a new director for the Fantastic Four. We lost John Watts. We may have a new man leading that movie. We'll tell you about that in just a couple minutes. We also may have a new quote-unquote Kevin Feige of DC coming up uh soon there's apparently some talks happening over with uh, warner media to find their kevin feige so we'll give you guys the latest update on that we'll also be talking about matt reeves signing his overall deal with warner discovery to make that his new home studio and questions about the future of batman the cape crusader now that that show will no longer be moving forward on hbo max so playing stuff to get to on today's show happy to be back on the show joining me are my co hosts starting with Shamari Stewart. Sham, I'll put you a, a tad bit on the spot here because it's not on the rundown. But uh did you watch both episodes of She-Hulk yet?
1: No, I did not. I, didn't I watched watch any episode of She-Hulk.
0: Okay, you watched the first episode. What did you think of the first episode?
1: I liked it. I thought it was very good. Okay. Okay. Yeah, good. yeah, I was I was um I mean, honestly, I I would say I was not shocked. I thought I I remember after the trailers, there was a lot of hubbub about the CG. I wasn't like I feel like some people were kind of it was a little overboard for some people. Yes, like, I was killing
0: them on this I, show.
1: Yeah, yeah. I didn't think it was I didn't think it was as bad as I think you and others were kind of. I mean, and they and to be fair, they fixed it, but but I don't think it was it wasn't like Sonic. You know what I mean? <laughs> to,
0: to, well, to, yeah, to it's hard, hard, hard to go hard, end end to be, hard to be the, hard to be that bad, but yeah, I see. I hate that.
1: way on the far end of that horrible CG spectrum. Like I feel like some people were tuning like that, and it's like it's not like that, you know. It's they got to touch it up, and they did, and it looks really good. Um, so I and the acting has been good so far. I haven't had any uh, issues. I mean, except for just my my normal kind of issues with Hulk being kind of the the. Uh, yeah, kind of just
0: bro Hulk, just kind of. <laughs> bro Hulk. So that's a that's a new one. He, he you know that if you watch the first episode, it's not a spoiler, but you know they kind of go over the Professor Hulk, smart Hulk kind of conversation that's been happening, or you know, with us as, as the fans. And uh, bro Hulk was not one that was mentioned, but you know, Ashimari adding another title for this Mark Ruffalo Hulk that we've been introduced to, who is smart and knows. That he is both yeah. Hulk and Ruffalo and all that stuff.
1: Yeah. So I, I was not. Um, so I mean, but that's not. That's nothing new. That's just a Marvel Studios thing at this point. But yeah, no, I I thought. Um. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just I thought she Hulk was was great. Um, What's well, I, I I'm sorry. I forget the actress's name. Is it Tatiana? Yeah, uh, Tatiana Maslany. Yeah.
0: Tatiana
1: Maslany. Maslany. Right. Yeah. Tatiana Maslany. She was great um, in this show. Like, She's a star in this show. Mm. Very real. Very just a great just a great performance. So I have been very pleasantly pleasantly uh, just kind of pleasantly enjoying it. So I've, I've had a good opinion of it.
0: OK, so so Shamari has been a fan so far. i have talk the same question to Kendall, who's on the podcast this week as well. Oh, it's good to have Kendall with us. How are you feeling about She Hulk today as we record this podcast? I don't know if you have watched both episodes or just—I think you probably watched one because I know—I know you just got in, got in the house today, uh, just before we po- recorded. But what are you, what are you thinking of She Hulk so far?
2: Uh, I have not seen She Hulk yet. Wow! So, you, not yeah, seen... I'm behind.
0: Yeah, I'm a week behind. So, uh,
2: to answer your question, I have no opinion so far. Oh, wow! Um, but I am, I am,
1: I am uh, curious Something's to check it forward, out. I think you can.
0: You're a hardworking no. man, but ha- you no. you are a hardworking man. So I'm not going to pretend like you're just all on the internet all the time. But I have, has has no. has the internet been kind to you when it comes to spoilers? uh because it was I not for that... me the first morning, and it wasn't for me today. I got lucky today. Today,
2: today like, it was interesting. Okay. Have you watched it, DJ? I've yeah, watched every episode. Spoilers, but okay, so you would probably know why today it was here. Could potentially. Well there's there's multiple reasons why today. there's was, multiple reasons, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's multiple reasons for what I seen. But uh yeah, today first week I I nothing, you know, but today I've gotten a little more uh a little more reasons to to want to watch it. But uh but yeah, yeah, it should be should be curious um for some 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 solid things so far, so yeah, I'm excited to jump into it. But how many episodes is this supposed to be like 8 or 9? And that's
0: actually a good question. I I, I don't I don't actually know. Which I think is it's in that between Rare the 8th for 10th me. Cause usually, I'm pretty good with that kind of thing of knowing, but f- for whatever reason, Marvel, I, knew, I knew this pretty, was long. I knew this was longer than the six, and I just kind of yeah, just Mar- yeah. didn't care. Marvel's for that. pretty. Uh, they kind of Disney in general,
2: kind of even with Star Wars, they hold those episode lengths uh, pretty close to the vest. Yeah, this is but,
0: nine up. Ep- this is nine episodes. This yeah, yeah. I mean, it's funny. Like, all so interesting. Kendall has not watched it yet. Um, Spoilers heard him a little bit today, not as much episode one. I can understand that, and people who have watched the show would understand that. Shamari's watched episode one only. I've watched both episodes, I'm liking what I'm seeing. It is a little we heard all this like hullabaloo of like Marvel being really Disney being really concerned that this was going to be like the one that fans really revolt against, and you know, people would jump to shark like this would be the one where people would say Marvel jumped to shark with this. I don't. I don't. I mean, I haven't seen much that's made me think that this is so risky and so out there that there's no way this could have worded that this was going to be a a tough pull for them. I think from a CGI standpoint, I can get that. But they like when we talked about the issues that apparently this show had, it was beyond CGI. It was the tone of the show and how they were doing things, um, the lighthearted nature of the show. Apparently, you know, that was going to be an issue, but. So far I think it's been really good. I, I really think it's been like solid is the word I would use. Like I think it's been like really solid. Like I've enjoyed watching both episodes. I think that is much more on the better tier or higher tier of Disney Plus shows as opposed to the lower tier as of now. Now it's only two episodes and we have you no know, seven more episodes to go, which is good. I this last episode was like the first episode felt very fulfilling. Like, this last episode, I felt like, oh, wow, I really wish there was more time than just the 30 minutes they've given us, which is a good, is, is a good sign in many ways it means that you want to see more. But, the, yeah, this – yeah, I'm a little surprised that there was this all this panic that was reportedly happening behind closed doors about Marvel regarding whether this was going to work. I like what I'm seeing. I like what I'm seeing. As Kendall has mentioned, I mentioned there are some very interesting Easter eggs in <laughs> Episode 2, um – not necessarily ones that will just like blare. There's one that will blare right at you, but others that may, you know, you may not even catch if you're not really paying attention closely, but they are pretty big. So, um, interesting to note. And uh, I'm, I'm curious what the people are thinking. I know we've done uh, episode recaps of the Disney Plus shows in the past. We haven't done that for Marvel, Ms. Marvel, or She Hulk. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to get back to that at some point for one of these other future shows. But She Hulk, it seems like the. the i don't want to say the consensus but it just seems like people are liking it like just the impression like it's hard to really get a good feel on twitter because that's really one of the main sources of like crowdsourcing of opinions that we have but just off of twitter it seems like people are liking it like i feel like if this was a mess where people were really upset we would have heard a lot about it and and you get the normal people who sling arrows at anything Marvel does. It's like they're the same people who sling arrows at everything DC does. That They're doing their normal thing. But, like, the stuff they're saying is, like, not, like, serious, you know. It's, like, just nonsense kind of. Uh... I saw one, like, meme that was, like, oh, this is what Marvel used to be. And it was a picture of, like, Tony Stark in, like, Iron Man suit. And it was, like, this is what Marvel is now. And it was, like, that poster of, like, Jen's friend, her paralegal. And it was just like weird. I'm like, this is like weird and like racist. Like, I don't know what they're trying to say <laughs> with this. Like, I mean, Pepper Potts was in Iron Man 1 and 2 and 3 and a million Avenger movies. Like, what is like, there's a woman that's in a, that's cast as a non hero in a show. Do they want a show that's all super powered people? Like, I don't even know what the point of that was. So when I saw that that was the kind of uh, criticism that she was getting, I kind of realized, okay, this show is doing well. Cause there's nothing substantial that's that's a ridiculous kind of thing to be upset about so i'm impressed i'm impressed i really i'm really now excited to see where this goes i'm a little surprised uh actually am i gonna say this no i'm not gonna say it because i don't want to spoil it for people but i'll just say that i like where i'm going i, I thought there would be some of the I'm trying to see how i can say this without spoiling anything probably shouldn't say anything <laughs> as i ponder this on our show right now I'll say that they're doing a good job of spreading out these reported Easter eggs that we're seeing. Let me just put it that way. That's the best way I can put it. Like, if there was a thought because of what we've seen in the previews that, oh, like, they're going to just, like, shoehorn everything really early. Like, that hasn't necessarily been the case. I think that's fair to say. It's not a spoiler. So, but it's been what there have been, again, pretty cool stuff that they've shown already. So cool stuff happening at She Hulk. I wanna make sure we uh did a temperature check on that show because that is the, the one really the only show. I think maybe Star Wars may maybe on right now. But besides Star Girl, I guess that is the only main attraction happening in the Marvel or D C land uh right now. So uh so right now it seems like so far so good. For Disney uh for Marvel. I know Shamari likes it and Kendall hopefully he'll get on it soon and we can get his thoughts on that as well. But I wanna move on and I wanna lead this show Talking about uh, this this search that Marvel's been on since John Watts left Fantastic Four. It sounds like the search may be over. Marvel uh, may have found its filmmaker to replace John Watts for its rebooted Fantastic Four movie. Matt Shackman is rumored to have already signed a deal to take over the reins as director of the film. Shackman was most recently the executive producer... And, like, pseudo-showrunner of Marvel's WandaVision. I know Marvel and Disney, for whatever reason, don't give that title to anybody. But I think I don't think they want anyone to, to make it sound like they're bigger than Kevin Feige. But he was essentially a showrunner for Marvel's WandaVision. I think he execs produced every episode and directed a lot of them, if not all of them. Um, but he's also directed episodes of Fargo, Game of Thrones, and It's Always a Sunny in Philadelphia. Which, when I actually went back and looked at his catalog guys i was like what a random (laughs) list of shows he's done like it's impressive he's done very cool good shows i would have to piece together which episodes he did but i was like game even those three game of Thrones, fargo and it's always sunny that's just like you couldn't be more different for three different shows that shows his uh his versatility um now an official announcement has not been made by either shackman's team or the people at disney and marvel but with D twenty three right around the corner happening next month, you could expect some fantastic news. <laughs> see what I did there. Uh but I wouldn't say Fantastic Four news at that convention next month. So I'll toss this one to Sham first. Are you thumbs up or thumbs down on Matt Shackman directing Fantastic Four?
1: I'm um, thumbs up. I mean he's definitely riding high in terms of uh uh follow coming off of WandaVision. Um of the momentum of WandaVision, which was very, very good, um, so I, I'm thumbs up. I, I don't have any. Um, I, I really don't don't have anything negative to to say or uh, or anything about uh, about uh, Matt Shakman. Um, um, I have like like you said, EJ is a very kind of scattered. Uh, uh, kind of yeah. filmography <laughs> For sure. um uh, that he's been a part of but it's interesting right it shows he can do different things so so I'm definitely open to him taking a crack at Fantastic 4 he's familiar with with working with Kevin Feige and the Marvel Studios team I think it works I think it works well so I wouldn't have any issue with it All
0: right Shivari is thumbs up on uh on uh Matt Shakman I mentioned that he had uh did almost every episode. He had to do every episode of WandaVision. Um Jack Schaefer yeah. was the head writer. So they kind of were like a tandem, which I would I consider probably both of them, like the showrunners, so to speak. Though of course, like I said, Marvel is not giving out that title to anyone who does these shows, but Shamari's thumbs up on Matt Shackman potentially being the director of uh Fantastic Four. Um I'm interested. I'm I'm curious <laughs> I'm curious about Kendall. Uh, what do you think? Are you thumbs up on Matt Shackman as uh as the director for Fantastic Four? Um I mean look,
2: I I mean I enjoyed Wandavision, especially the like the early stages of, of Wandavision and sort of the middle the middle stages where we had that sort of uh mystery aspect to it. Um so I, I totally uh I, I, I'm a fan of what Matt Shackman did with Wandavision. Um, in terms of, clearly, he's a guy who is ascending in 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 Hollywood ranks. He uh, is signed on to do a Godzilla series for Apple TV. Um, uh, he's also signed, he's on, signed on, to, on to to direct the next Fantastic. fantastic not fantastic four but but the next uh star trek uh, Trek and and that that is interesting interesting because because i think marvel There was a rumor out there that marvel Marvel sees sees the fantastic four a lot like star trek and that they want the next (laughs) fantastic four movie to feel a little bit like star trek we don't know what's true and what's not but Mm -hmm. if that's the case it's an interesting Combination to have Matt Shackman doing potentially Star Trek and Fantastic Four if they want Fantastic Four to be like their version of Star Trek. So, um, Shamari's the Star Trek guy in this, but, yes. uh, uh, that would be, that would be an interesting, uh, be an interesting way to sort of, what's the word, position in Fantastic Four in this, uh, in this MCU landscape.
0: Now, it's it's interesting to me when I think of Shackman as a choice here. I think he's a really good one. I think, and I think Shamari... maybe Shamari who said I think he kind of nailed it. Or, or maybe actually the thing was Kendall um, when he talked about those early episodes of Wandavision and mm-hmm. feeling like that tone would match extremely well with what Marvel could potentially do with the Fantastic Four. Um, you know, you had the introduction of the kids. You had the, uh, you know, ro- romantic marriage relationship with Wanda and Vision, and how it was portrayed. And then also the again the mystery side to it, some of the odd sci-fi. oddities sci-fi that, that went into it as well. They, he balanced both all really three of those, uh, those things extremely well. Him and Jack Schaefer, of course, who wrote those episodes, like. That would be a, that 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 would be, I think, and if Jay Schaefer came on and, and ended up, you know, writing this script also, I mean, I would be for that as well. That, that to me, if you're looking at people on your roster and saying, okay, we want to come in-house and look for somebody who could do this. Shaq is not a name that we really brought up. I feel like it's not a name that a lot of others who have been looking at Marvel's roster and saying who could pick up the mantle have brought up. But we heard immediately that after WandaVision ended that, Marvel and Disney were very high on Jackman. And they should have been. Uh, I I think today WandaVision is probably still the best show um, that Disney Plus and Marvel have done. Someone may argue Loki. Um, some may mar- argue Miss Marvel now even. But I, I really still feel like WandaVision kind of set the bar. Even with some of the disappointments in the Easter egg that didn't turn out to be as much as we would have hoped. So, I like it. I mean, I I heard this news and I was like, this is a really, really good uh, good uh, good idea. And I I kind of like that Shackman doesn't have necessarily this, um, massive like
1: movie Spielberg,
0: yeah, like even really, like a massive movie like ba- like, identity, you know. One People. like again, yeah, he's done a lot of TV More a lot of, of a clean and state. all these all the TV shows are different. But you're, that's what I'm trying to say, Kendall. Right? Like he he has he's a clean slate. Right. Like, I don't know. I know what I've seen on TV, but like his ideas of what he wants to bring to a full fledged, you know, movie could be very unique, could be outside the box, could be things we don't normally see. And we're talking about a franchise that we've already had two iterations of already. We had the first ones with Chris Evans and Jessica Alba and all of them. And then we had the second, even worse iteration that Fox did later on uh, with Miles Teller and and and. and, Mara uh, was a a Miss Fantastic, uh, a.k.a. Invisible Girl. So, like, we've had now multiple iterations of this. I think it's kind of neat to go to somebody who, again, maybe has a lot of work in terms of television but doesn't have this great big catalog of film work to where I don't... They could come at this in a whole different way and they need to because this is not... This is a rehashed story that is being done regardless of how we look at it, even if it is Marvel... um, pulling the strings now does this get announced at d23 yes i think so i think that this is first of all i mean we all no one really argued with it but i 100 percent believe he is the director because it makes it makes too much sense it's too close to d23 for like there to be someone else and the fact that he's someone again that's pseudo in-house makes me feel like okay this is this is the guy like this is not it's, it's a random horrible. name so, to make up for a rumor
2: right like, so
1: it's
0: not, it's not a juicy think, enough
2: scoop like, Spielberg is the juicy scoop that anybody can make <laughs> Right. Matt yeah. Shackman too specific. It's like, how would you nail that?
1: So I, th- I feel like if they announce Shackman as a director, then I don't think... Okay, so, so if they do that, I feel like D23 may be more Fantastic Four-centric than it is, like, mutant-centric. You know? I, I don't think we're going to get both. Interesting. I
0: mean, the... Maybe it's just my own pessimism. But the closer... Because if you talk to me what we talked about at our... You listen to our Comic-Con podcast. I'm sure I was just mm-hmm. like drunk off of enthusiasm for what Marvel put together. And I probably was like, oh, we're definitely getting mutants, We're definitely getting X-Men at D23. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that way today. I think that okay. with some of the stuff we're hearing about Thunderbolts that came out today. Some of the stuff we're hearing about Fantastic Four that's coming out. Uh... We, there it's not like there aren't any X-Men things coming out. Like we had the guy from uh from um uh, well, I can't remember Top Gun that kept saying, I'm not oh trust me, golly. I'm not Cyclops, which was very weird. <laughs> so it makes me think, uh maybe something's something going on there. So I don't want to say there's nothing going on and it's just completely quiet on the X-Men front and you know, we already know you know, there's stuff in Miss Marvel that makes you think that hey, this is something that probably needs to be addressed soon. So I don't want to say there's nothing on that on that note, but it almost feels like Marvel may be a good way with another year not talking about this. Now, especially because the whole Fantastic Four thing has been slow-walked so so long. Like, we, don't, we still don't have a cast. And then we lost the directors. So now the director news becomes news, even though it really shouldn't be because you had already hired a director years ago. Yeah, now like, it's a director, yeah. Yeah, it's almost like they can kind of rehash old news as new news even though it is new because it would be a new that's project. what they did at comic Con. yeah like, hey, right. we're doing fantastic four here's the date yeah no one was really looking for right exactly not, so, that's not
2: the news that anybody was asking about when yeah you so know?
0: you can kind of get away with the bare minimum with like fantastic four stuff and probably still satisfy most of us given all the stuff they're, all the other stuff they're doing so and i'm i am I think we'll probably get in the black panther trailer when we get to d23 so I don't know how you guys feel. Like again, this was on the rundown, but I, I don't know. I'm not like as completely sold that like something X Men related is happening at D23. I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. But especially with it shouldn't matter. But like with the, they got DC by the neck right now. Like they don't they don't have to do anything X Men. It's not like they got any kind of DC comp. Isn't well, they don't got any, they don't got any kind of comp that's push, pushing them saying yo man they they applying pressure on us. Put our best foot front. This is like you up ten runs, and you know you could you could trot out there. You're a long reliever, who who doesn't get much work. Like you'll be fine. DC is another mess. Uh, I can't wait to talk about
2: this because we really haven't yeah. gotten into it. We talked, yeah, we talked yeah, talk to them. yeah, when we talk, and it, it's it's like an everyday thing. So it's impossible to cover every little thing that's happened. But um, but yeah, so they have no, like they said they have no pressure, and. They're 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 playing with house money. I I tend to I tend to think that yes, Fantastic Four. I think we get the cast and the director. Um, and when it comes to X Men stuff, that's just so. I mean, again, when you you start hearing rumors that they can't do anything till twenty twenty five anyway or whatever, yeah, I don't know. Like because if they don't, then that's when you start start telling yourself that stuff probably is real because yeah. I don't get what are you what are you waiting for at this point. At this point we're playing this game that yeah yeah mutants huh can't wait for them and, like we this deal was done like 3 years ago and we're still talking we're still we're still doing the playing the wink-wink. i wink, nod nah, nah games and it's funny cuz i
0: mean we, you know people you know we're like because we have I'm proud of our catalog of podcasts like we have a you now a catalog of takes and a catalog of conversations that I've had on that on this show like i we, rem- we remember when that deal was being made and there were, we're reporters saying you won't see the X-Men for five, six years. And I remember saying that's yeah. BS. Like, there's no yeah. way that that's bad possible. Digits. Yeah, it's bad business. I think we all agree. There's no way that that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Shamari, I think, may have been the one that was maybe more, like, on, unsure. But I think we all were just like, that's probably not going to happen. There's, there's no way they could do that. And I sit here today. Now, to be fair, there was a pandemic that screwed everything up. And you kind of lose at least a year, maybe even plus, with production and things like that. But nonetheless, we sit here now, again, like Kendall said, about three years past this deal, and oof, yeah, the, the the references to X-Men and Mutants on screen are not, not nothing. Again, I don't want to say nothing. Because we did have Charles Xavier literally showed up in a movie. So it's not like it's nothing. We had what happened in Miss Marvel. Yes. Um and there's other stuff that's happening. I'm gonna just leave it there. So I do not say it's nothing, but it just still feels like this is being slow walked. It it it, may, it maybe it's it's not even a fair assumption, fair thing to say considering what we've had over the last you know year. But the impression I get, or not last year, maybe the last five months, three months, it feels. But it, nonetheless, it still feels like this is being slow walked, and I'm not sure what we get at D23 for 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 X Men. And I don't, again, I don't feel like Marvel's in a position where they 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 have any pressure being applied to them to have to show us anything, which sucks. Yeah. You know, last thoughts on this, jam.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, like you said, uh, it seems like we're not probably not getting mutants for uh, um, for quite a while. Um, I, I mean, it's really gotten to the point where I'm more I'm more just waiting for this Wolverine video game than because at least I know that's coming, and of course the X Men '97 show was like, at least I know they're working on that. It's coming with mutants. It's like, okay, I mean, we don't know. We don't know anything about it. We don't know what it looks like. We don't know if we're gonna get the mutants piecemeal. Like it's it's really know. ridiculous. Yeah, it is. It, like we don't know if Storm is gonna show up in Black Panther two or something. We don't know what's gonna happen. You know, we don't know what's gonna, we don't know how they plan to do it. What's gonna, so remember that. Remember, remember after Black Panther one, we
2: were just like, we were like, I thought it was a given Storm was gonna be. Black I was like, Storm's gotta show up, and then and just, of course again, you
1: know, it we both men and all be that. bad
2: business. Yeah, and obviously, a yeah, thing things changed, but like at the time, it was like it'd be bad business for Storm not to be I like that. Would Black be ridiculous. Panthers. I would yeah. feel like well,
1: cheated if I left. Well, why would you there. leave?
2: And Storm, the only, there. the only thing was after watching Black Panther, you were like, well you know i mean i don't know what they're going to do with IKEA, but yeah that was the only the thing storm's got to enter the picture somehow but, but like yeah i'd be
1: like i, I she's got to show up she got to be yeah. in there.
2: and now i mean we're we're you know a few months away and we're 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 more worried about we going to see dr doom than are we going to see or, <laughs> or more worried about you know or who else are we going to see Are we going to see this one and that one and, and not or are we going to see storm because that seems that seems like an impossibility. It seems like there's no way that's gonna happen. Yeah. And that seems like a pipe dream at this point. That that's that's crazy to think about. Because I'm like, that would have been the perfect way to introduce Storm. Yeah. and maybe it will be in Black Panther three how however many years ago that many years from now that is. And that shows you how far back we are from from where Marvel is in terms of their their plan to execute the X Men. But I I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I, I tend to, I, I tend to think positively. I think we will see, I think we'll get our first concrete confirmation on something X-Men mutant related. It's not animated. That is pertaining to the live action Marvel cinematic universe. Um, I think, I it Three. So. I, I don't think, I think it'll only be like a tease though. Like I think it'll be official, but I don't think like, I don't think it'll be like, an X Men movie, or if it is an X Men movie, we're not gonna get anything expansive on it. But um could wind up just being a resurrection mm-hmm. Magneto show, or Wolverine show, or something like that. So I don't
0: know. But it's, it's we gotta get. That's the I goal. mean, I, I I agree. I agree. I feel like at this point it's crazy. We've had nothing, but we've had nothing for all. The, I think it's crazy. We've had nothing for three years. So it's just you once know, it's you a wait, point, three years. you get to the point where you're just like, well, like. Is it crazy for them not to do it the next time? Well, it was crazy than the time before, so, like, it maybe gets less crazy every time we don't get anything regarding X-Men. And
1: it's yeah. just, like, w- whenever they announce it, they know it's going to just—that's all anyone's going to care about. No one's going to—I'm not even— yeah it's, a nu- yeah, it's a nuclear bomb. When they announce the X-Men, yeah. if they announced that before this Kang stuff, I'll be like, well, then now I'm just waiting for the X-Men. yeah you're right about that I just want to see Professor X and Cyclops and Wolverine and I have to see that in the MCU now that is what I want to see you know so maybe I don't know maybe they just know that and they're just just sitting on it until it's it's crazy I
0: agree I agree with everything you just said Sham and it kind of just dawned on me that we we talked a a ton about the great work Marvel has done to lift the IP value of the likes of Iron Man Captain America and Thor. But it's crazy because I, I still feel like X-Men is the second best, biggest IP they have besides Spider-Man. Like, like, still. And I think that there was a time maybe where, like, in the last 10 years we could say, oh, like, is that still the case or whatever? You know, because Marvel did their best to bury the X-Men in every single way they could by, you know, no cartoons. You know, the comics are basically pointless. And... uh And obviously, you know, the movies that were coming out by Fox were very hit or miss for the last 10 years. But it's like, you're right. Like, we sit here today and despite all of that, the minute that they say anything concrete about the X-Men, anything else happening at Marvel almost doesn't matter. And they've announced a Secret Wars movie. (laughs) So that shows shows you just how important and how massive this this franchise is. And I hope we get something. I, I really do. But um, let's just gears from Marvel and let's talk about what's happening over at DC because as Kendall put it out there, it has been been a mess. It has been hard to really comprehend what's been going on over there. What is going on here? I don't know. I don't know what's going on over there. But we did get some very big news coming out today out of DC. So it's looking like their search for their own quote unquote Kevin Feige may be coming to a close soon. They may be finding their guy. So Dan Lin, who has produced the Lego Movie and Sherlock Holmes franchises, along with the It franchises, he is reportedly in talks to oversee DC movies and television. Deadline described Lin as in being in, quote, pole position, but no offers have been offered as of now, reportedly, by multiple uh, sources here. Um, Variety notes that one hurdle, excuse me, one hurdle in the Lin negotiations could be that he is still the CEO of his own production company, Rideback, which has deals with other movie studios. I think I saw uh Deadline was saying that there may have to be some kind of buyout that happens in order for make, t- in order for him to take this job running DC. So I'll, Kendall, it's been a very tumultuous time for DC. We had. Some more films get pushed back today. Aquaman got pushed back again to now December of next year. We've had all the stuff with uh, HBO Max. And we'll get to some of that towards the end of this show. And Ezra Miller had that first apology uh, (laughs) that we've had from him. Randomly that came out last week. Which was very odd. He was like, I apologize for past behavior. And was like, yo bro, you got... Oh, I shouldn't say, bro, but like, person, you got arrested like yesterday. <laughs> like, yeah, they made it sound like they had been, you know, uh, you know, this. It was like a, it was like a cancel culture thing, like, oh, like they dug up some things from my past and I want to apologize for them. It's like you got five stars on GTA right now. <laughs> what do you mean yeah. past behavior? <laughs> so, anyway, this has been a very tumultuous time for DC. Kendall, do you feel like? the hiring of someone like Lynn to lead both movies and T V would be a smart move for DC to perhaps maybe turn the corner on this very dark time for the studio right now.
2: Um I look I think they are on the right track. I think Zasilov is not wrong in his idea that they do need to find a figure out there that can that can be a Kevin Feige like figure for them. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's asking a lot, obviously. But there's a lot of Kevin Feige as as great as he is. Uh, we all know he's he not perfect in his decision making. No, obviously, not at all. We, we we've we've blasted him, especially in recent years, on a lot of decisions. And we know that there are people out there that could that can do similar things. You know, not a lot. I'm not saying there's that. You got people like Kevin Feige growing on trees, but like, you know, George Lucas made Star Wars, you know, there's there's people out there, you know, Christopher Nolan's an excellent filmmaker in his own right and built an excellent uh, trilogy of, of Batman movies and um, you know, you, you, so you feel like, obviously what, what Kevin Feige has done has been historic and, and terrific, but at the same time there's got to be figures, other figures out there in Hollywood that take inspiration from what he's doing and are able to, uh, apply that to the properties that DC has, which are, um, similar obviously to the, to the products and properties that Ken Feige has at Marvel. So, uh, I, 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 I respect the, the mindset and trying to find somebody, um, in terms of Dan Lynn, uh, it's an interesting it's it, it, it's an interesting name because again similar to the Shackman thing clearly somebody who's um whose name is getting bigger and bigger yeah uh, in Hollywood um it's certainly not a household name at this stage but um when when you think about trying to match his resume to what DC has um I mean the movies that I connect the most to are I mean we worked on a DC movie being Lego yes. Lego Batman already yes um but. Uh, the the Lego movies, uh clearly, you know, that that's a more lighthearted, more comedic uh, tone, but they're mm-hmm. you know, particularly the Lego Batman, Lego Ninjago. you're talking about action uh involved in, 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 in those in those movies at the same time. Um and he's, done, he's done blockbusters, uh like it. So I don't know. I mean, I'm not again, not a not a household name. Um and when you're talking about a role like that, it's it, it, the big question. And me and Shamari talk about it a ton when it comes to the, when it comes to Imperial broadcasts and Star Wars, um, or Star Wars show. If you're not if you're not aware, um, we talk about when you're trying to find that fighty like figure. Which Star Wars has had that it's had to wrestle it for a long, a long time. time. And, mm-hmm. Uh, you, uh know, you know, Star Trek has a has a similar guy in a. In Kurtzman, yeah, uh, yeah, as yep. there, sort of there. yeah, Alex Kurtzman is sort of there. Kevin Feige, like, uh, figure there, there, are George Lucas, whatever you want to call him. And whenever you're trying to find that person, that is, it's it, it's like you have to find the mix between somebody who's an excellent producer and an excellent like, you know, someone who's a who's a pretty excellent producer, excellent filmmaker, but then also a creative and a, an excellent story writer and someone who can piece together these things. And then in all those qualities, they, they yeah. take so many different things. And so, again, I don't know Dan Lin very well. Um, I don't know what his strengths and weaknesses are um, as a producer, but Kevin Feige has shown a, a, an ability to he's – not, he's not writing every Marvel movie. He's not writing any Marvel movie, He's not writing he any is. of them, yeah. Yeah, he's not writing any, but he knows how to find excellent people. It's sort of, I mean, I've said it a million times uh on this podcast. Kevin Feige's role is a lot like being a general manager in a of a sports team, you know. You can't just be a good scout, to be a good GM. Right. You can't just be a good cap guy or a good trader or a good negotiator. You, you can't just be a good recruiter. You got to be all of that to be a good to be a yeah. good GM. You know, and you also have to be good at managing people and hiring good people and delegating responsibility and keeping morale high. You got to do all of that. And. And at the end of the day, like there's it's almost impossible to find that person that's great at all that. But Kevin Feige is the closest thing to that that we've seen in this space. So. Is Dan Lynn? I mean, I don't know. I don't know where he what, what his strengths and weaknesses are, but those are the things that they're going to have to find. Um. You know, we'll see who else they're looking at. Sounds like you know he is the front runner, but there may be some other people involved. And and it's odd because he's working on uh, a Lilo and Stitch movie for Disney. Um, yeah. And I forgot somebody's working on something else that uh, could be potential um, conflicts of interest if he decides to do this. So yeah. we'll see how this how this ends up playing out. But yeah. It, it, it's going to be, it's hard to find that Kevin Feige-like figure if you're one
0: Yeah, it, it was interesting how the Variety article kind of painted these negotiations, sham because Kendall mentioned how he has these other, you know, Kendall's head, like conflicts of interest, essentially, in terms of where he's at now and what he's doing now and how he'd be able to actually take this job. And, you know, the Variety article makes it very clear, hey, no deal is done yet. It's not finalized. And he's only in the mix. so. You know, somebody wanted to get out there that this isn't the done deal that it looks to be. I don't know why. Uh usually there uh, You say that, but I almost wonder if it actually was Lynn. Only because right. he has these other dealings. And perhaps there's some smoothing over that needs to be done. That right. hadn't been done before this article came out, honestly. Because when you get the article like, oh, this guy's in talks. Like, you, again sometimes you'll get the article say oh the talks fell through for whatever reason but like a lot of times it's you know this is getting the dials and cents down and and this will be done soon so i was a surprised to see how variety couched it as him being just one of uh, other names but then there were no other names listed like that like see you know what i'm saying so like i kind of like don't necessarily have the most trust that that this is a open search for people because you write an article and your lead is there's other names in the mix besides Lynn. And then you don't name anyone. I'm like, uh, so is there really anyone of note that's in the list? So, um, one of the things that Shamari, Shamari, that Kendall mentioned when he was kind of talking about Feige, he Mm kind of reminded me that, you know, Kevin Feige is a unicorn, you know, (laughs) like you're trying to find a Kevin Feige figure. I mean, how do you find someone who is a film, a true film background? a guy who just was a movie producer who kind of entered into the Marvel lexicon because they were doing the first X-Men movie and he just was a fan. He just knew a lot about Marvel. He's not a guy who like comic books or was deeply involved with something Marvel had been producing. He just was a guy who was in movies and knew Marvel. So they were like, all right, well you're perfect for this X-Men movie. So we'll put you on there. And this is such a different time than that time was that finding someone of the same ilk is just going to be tricky when it comes to someone like like lynn you know he has worked on a dc movie in lego batman um i have no idea what his knowledge is of dc i have no reason to believe he has zero knowledge or doesn't have a lot but i just don't know I, i don't know what his knowledge is for dc but I would wonder when they talk about this Kevin Feige figure, we all talk about the ability to create franchise, the ability to create connected universes, which is all important. But I wonder if they talk about how much of a fan is this person? You know, Mm because when they've gone the film route, they kind of, they got stuck with uh, Zack Snyder, who was a real fan, but we saw that, he had a vision of DC that was not mainstream and not that that was not traditional and that that was going to conf- conflate with a lot of people who were expecting something totally different. And that was a terrible, I guess that I the me mean, it was a terrible decision. It's not nothing to do with his talent or him as a person. Just you can't, that can't be the person that you're trying to build your, your universe around. I wonder if there was, are those conversations happening with Lynn about what is his vision for DC? Does he like DC and, and, and and where does that stand? Because that to me is where this mm-hmm. all shakes out.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's a very, um, it's such an interesting balance. Um, and it's funny while while you're talking, I was even thinking like, I remember when when they were talking about Todd Phillips. Potentially. Yeah. Being, and he was in like, this he was in this variety
0: article saying that he he was legit being considered, but that he just he <laughs> wants to show focus on Joker and Todd Phillips is someone who they say does not have a great knowledge of D.C.
1: Right. But so that's it's just reported. funny, you know, it's just it's interesting. So I I, I go on in in kind of different ways um, when it comes to this. So I feel like I think the ideal situation, if you're a fan fan is similar to i think what what uh marvel has going on of course with kevin feige what lucasfilm has going on right now with with dave filoni kind of handling the creative aspect and i think star trek is in very good hands as well right now as well just based on all the shows that i've seen so it's interesting um that 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 kind of fan aspect is 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 is, seems to be pretty consistent um but i i feel like i i don't know i think i feel like dc is so um it's so iconic it's like i probably don't need the person leading the like dc like batman like if they were to do a batman versus superman movie and i don't need the person that's leading that charge to be like a fan you know what i mean like dc the dc characters are so iconic i think that i think the person leading the dc franchise probably doesn't have to be like a at least not a fan like Feige is or like
0: i kind of i kind of see what you're saying i know like you, yeah, no, you're trying to find the words yeah. but I, I get what you're saying because to add on to that it's like mm-hmm. there's so much batman and superman canon so let's say for example doing a batman and superman movie
1: yeah right
0: like it doesn't take a rocket science really to figure out what note you have to hit for that right. to be good. Like you it's not someone who has to have you know been reading comic books for 30 years or have this in-depth knowledge of these characters. That's that's not I agree. Like you need to find a director who has that and a, or a right. writer who has that. But you coming with that kind of concept on his face value, no, that's not something that. I agree. You, you need know, like need it's probably that's, not that's a superstar for that. Yeah, it's probably not needed. In fact, like I said earlier, like like um I can Snyder being almost too much of a fan actually hurt them. Because he right, he yeah. had these ideas and he, he he knew the canon so well that he had these interpretations that he thought was important to hit on that again that hardcore fans, but especially even like the non hardcore fans were just like, What are we what are we watching? What what's what's going on here?
1: Yeah, I mean they're probably seeing all these like, like you know, the all the kind of the, the uh, people from Apocalypse with wings flying around. They're like, what even is this? If yeah, you're like, parademons.
0: Super- Batman wants to kill people, of Parademons.
1: and yeah, all. Yeah, it's of this.
0: just,
1: it's not. Probably, like, again, it's I, not
0: like it's from nowhere, but it's just like, yeah, this
1: is just not what people are looking for. It's not, and there was no build up, so you kind of you want someone to just manage the, just kind of keep house. You know, manage the story, make sure everything's consistent. Know about DC, know about, oh, there's a character called Blue Beetle, there's a character called this, there's a character called that. Respect respect for the the canon. Yeah. Yeah. But just, but, you know, have other creators that are making those specific movies and make sure it fits in a consistent canon. I think that's something that, and Dan Lin, uh, uh, personally, I think, I'm not even a big horror movie person. I I think it, the It fan franchise was fantastic, um, um, that that he worked on, and um, I and I and very much enjoyed the Lego movies. I, his his filmography, his, his resume, it kind of speaks for itself. He's very. I mean, I don't think he. I don't think he lacks the. The time in film, you know, yeah, he's, got, I, I he's got bangers. Really yeah, he's got bangers, you know, of course. Lot of, a lot of bangers, a lot of experience with, with very high quality filmmaking. I don't, you know, so I don't really have anything negative to, to, to kind of knock on it. Um, like you said, we just don't really know about his, his necessarily his familiarity. Um, I think it's, if this is something that he would want to take on and he cares about the content and isn't totally kind of lost when it comes to dc characters uh, then then i would be on board honestly i wouldn't have any issue with it um but you know i'm sure there are other people that would be qualified as well it's just hard to find it's hard to find that kind of perfect fit i would be shocked to be honest if dc found that perfect fit similar to like a filoni or a feige or any of these other yeah i'd be shocked if dc were able to just to just find that it's hard to find is even with Dave Filoni with Lucasfilm, George he was George's protege. I mean, that, there's only one of those, you know. And with yeah, yeah, you know, what right, I, yeah. What that's another. That's about, another. That's another unicorn. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's not something you're just gonna go out there and interview. The people. thing that I will say about Dan Lin,
2: just studying his filmography, and what you see is that that does remind you a little bit of Kevin Feige, whether or not. It is, uh, you know, it's it. He's not working with a shared universe, but the guy is spread
0: really thin. He's doing yes,
2: all, yeah, doing a lot the, of stuff. He's got,
0: the, he's got the Stephen A. Smith uh, work schedule. He's got the Stephen <laughs> A. Smith workflow right now. Um,
2: obviously, he's he's been doing. He's been had, you know, the Sherlock Holmes trilogy and the Lego movies and. Uh, he was a producer on, on Godzilla 2 and Godzilla versus Kong, and you mentioned the It movies. Uh, and he did, he produced Aladdin, and he's supposed to be working on Aladdin 2, and then a live action Lee Lone Stitch movie, and another Sherlock Holmes, and a Pink Panther movie, and a Johnny Quest movie, and an Inspector Gadget movie. He's also a producer on Avatar The Last Airbender, uh, going to Netflix. I mean, you know, and a producer on the Lethal Weapon remake television series. I mean, it's a lot of things
0: that are There's a lot of big franchises. They're not there. small. Yeah, not not no, small.
2: No. You know, he, he worked on Terminator mm-hmm, Salvation right. as well. Not small franchises I that he had to. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was a long time ago. That was early in his career. Yeah, you know? but
1: uh, it was but... underrated. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> All right, told coming out of left hey, field. Man. But I'm just saying, man. That Genesis joint was kind of that. That one was kind of like what? All, right. all right, fair enough, fair enough. But yeah. more more, yeah, more no. Terminator commentary
0: on the uh, Terminator Hero Terminator Talk podcast coming out <laughs> yeah. in twenty twenty three. Hope well, not. Nah. But uh, but no, nah. yeah. I mean, but that's
2: the thing, man. Like, it, so when you when you are doing this, these many projects, one again, you start going on to. I how is he gonna? You can't do all this in the He doesn't drop a lot of these. But number two, that is, that does show a guy who's able to dabble in everything. Obviously, like, he's not the the primary executive producer on Avatar, The Last Airbender, for example. Like, I know Albert Kim is showrunner on that. He's probably just giving his input and helping where he can. But, but again, that's what he's going to have to be doing. You know, I don't think he's going to be the guy who's the puppet master type who's, you know, writing every movie, you know, and everything is oh yeah, that's a Dan Lin movie if I've ever seen it. You know, I'm sure he's, he's probably gonna be <laughs> right. gonna give these guys a lot of a lot of autonomy and, and just sort of sort of over or sort of oversee them. But but yeah, that that is an interesting aspect. And, and the the one scary part if I was Warner Brothers is that yeah, I mean look, you've been given a lot of these the keys to a lot of different franchises, but a lot of the big franchises that I named recently, a lot of these movies haven't even come out yet. So um i mean we'll see
0: yeah which if, is part if, of the problem of signing him apparently yeah exactly it's a problem <laughs> that they're he, running you into. know he has a job <laughs> so yeah uh what what do you do with that so so yeah that's uh that is it's an interesting situation i think it's so weird to see the pain that dc's going through right now because it's one of those things where i sit there and i wonder like is zaslav has he made the calculation that like, we just have to go through a lot of pain. Like, we got to tank, more or less. Like, we're going to have to we're gonna have to tank in order for us to get to what we need to be. Like, it just – because I've never – I don't know. I can't I – mean we're talking about DC. So, DC's had his run of bad headlines. I don't think I've ever seen a run of bad headlines at DC the way we've had for the last month. Like, ever. And, I mean, yeah. we, we had the whole Snyder mess when he was – at DC, with had Snyder mess when he wasn't at DC. Uh, we had the post Justice League we didn't Ray, cut. Ray Fisher reaction. Ray Fisher. I mean, this is a this is a this, this is a franchise and a studio that has taken its lumps, and it Ezra just felt Miller, like yeah. Well, I don't almost count Ezra Miller in this. Stuff. Yeah, and now yeah, yeah me, he kind of bleeds into this. In all this, yeah, he yeah. kind of is included. But so we had the first Ezra
2: Miller wave, right? You know? Like this is right, the first Ezra yeah. Miller wave.
0: Right, but, like, we you just think of this wave we've been in for the last two or three months, this is, like, insane. And yeah. you sit there and you wonder if if Zasloff made the decision saying, look, we're going to have to just take a beating and hope that when we come out of it with our new president, you know, GM figure, if that's Lynn then so be it, and when we come out with our new plan that he says, again, I don't... It's crazy that you have a 10-year plan and then you don't have a guy who's actually overseeing the movies. Like... Like th- this guy is so full of BS. Like every time, like, I can't. I don't want to hear him ever talk. <laughs> like, like he still went out there and said there was a ten year plan, and he don't even got a guy to oversee DC films yet. Like yep. he just, like he just, made, he just made that up. Yeah. Like there's no other way to actually like discern like what was coming out of his mouth, and what is actually happening in the reality. And being he was just BSing us. You cannot have a ten year plan and then be looking for a Kevin Feige. That, like, is, that's, like, it, it, it uh, what's the, uh, an anti-Synonym anti uh, synonym or whatever? Like, Kevin Feige literally is, like, the guy known for making 10-year plans. <laughs> known yeah. for having that. You don't have a 10-year plan if you don't have your Kevin Feige. So, yeah. I'm sure there is a plan that he wants whoever is to take it over to have, or a plan that he wants them to adopt, but you can't have one without someone who's actually overseeing things. So it's just crazy, and I think that he knows that he's saying BS, but he's trying to survive this onslaught. And I will always wonder, and we won't really know ever until this is all said and done. I will always wonder if this was worth it. Like DC had to change, like it, it just did. Like what they were doing was fine. It just to me, it just wasn't sustainable. Like to just have this idea that you're just gonna have. People do random movies and they're loosely connected. Some are not connected at all. And it's just, who cares if they're connected? Let's just make it good. And to their credit, they needed to start making good movies. They had to start getting people on base, so to speak, in baseball. So, okay, they did need to do that. I don't know if necessarily it had to be done the way they did it. But it it was working, but it just didn't seem like something that you could do for 10, 15 years. Because eventually people are going to be like, "There's all these great characters, and when are we ever going to see them with each other?" Uh, I think that's clearly Zaslav saying, "Look, we need to make sure we can do that." It just feels like we're in the middle of a storm. Like I don't think we're even at the. I don't think we're even anywhere near the end of this overhaul. Like I'm looking at the Wonder Woman franchise. I even see this. Everybody's on. Everybody, no one's untouched. Yeah, no one's untouched. I mean, this is the New York Knicks. <laughs> everybody's tradable. <laughs> I mean, I mean, everybody is tradable, it feels like to me. Like, we, uh, people are just assuming, and I say that joke because, you know, you know what yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I will fight to the death with anybody wants to take R.J. Barrett if we're doing sports. That her, was more of a her. joke. But, but yeah, but, but you yeah, know what I'm saying? Like, it's that same thing, though, the where only, it's just like... The
2: only people, the only, body that's un- the only people that are untouchable right now are Bat Reason the Batman, which we'll talk about in a second. Which we learned. And, and, and the Joker. Yeah, and we and learned so. that. I, only because they, they confirmed, only because they've come out and said
0: that. Yeah, because I, I, I really thought the Batman future was
1: <laughs> not going to happen.
0: I really, I mean, I mean, until we, we can get to this right now. Like, I really, before this week, I saw what happened with all these other Batgirl. movies, Batgirl, other shows. And then I saw what happened with Batman and Kate Crusader, which we'll get to at the end of this show. And I'm like, Matt Reeves is working on that show. And I'm like, oh, my yeah. God. I was like, they're, they're going to nuke it. This is we're talking about a nuclear option that's happening at Warner Media. And that I was just waiting for it. And and sure enough, that is it's not at least a partial nuclear option. Maybe it's not an entirely nuclear option because Matt Reeves is still around. But man, that would have been something else. So let's get to that. So, like I said, there's been this major shakeup at D.C., but one or two filmmakers haven't been completely impacted so much right now. That is Matt Reeves. Um, in terms of this musical chairs that it keeps happening. It was not this so week that Reeves had signed an overall deal with Warner Discovery. Warner, uh, excuse me, uh, meaning Reeves will now call Warner his home studio. And he will be producing The Batman 2. And, of course, uh, I'm sure he's going to direct it, probably. Um, along with several other films and TV shows for Warner Discovery. He says he excited. he's excited to get to work, bringing new stories to the big and small screen. So... I'll, I'll say, Sham. I was really surprised when I saw this, because again, nothing they're doing really makes a whole lot of sense to me. Like, okay, you want to do a continued universe, and well, let me rephrase that. I was surprised, and then I thought, oh, I think I know what's going on. And then I was more surprised when I heard about this Dan Lin thing, because you want to do this con- this contained universe. Meanwhile, Reeves has already been committed to doing his own thing with the Batman. When I heard this story, I thought, are we getting a Reeves-verse? Like, I was like, is DC going to become the Reeves-verse? Are, are, they, are they telling him, you're going to do the Batman, but you need to also expand the rest of the DC Universe to fit with what you're doing with the Batman? And it doesn't mean necessarily that's not the case because Lynn is coming on. But it just seems weird that they're so hell-bent on trying to be kind of like Marvel and having a continued universe, but then having... Literally they're only two people that we know are part of their future are doing separate movies. They're doing something that's on their own as of right now. So were you surprised when you heard this thing about Reeves?
1: Um, I was, yeah, pleasantly surprised. Very pleasantly surprised. Um, to hear about this uh this Matt Reeves. Um I guess staying on board, I wouldn't necessarily call it an acquisition. Maybe it is, but but it feels more like we're not telling you to get out. So um so yeah, th- I mean this is this is very welcome news. Um you know, I mean I think if the Batman 2 got canned, I mean that would um a lot of people would jump off of DC if, if they did that. <laughs> yeah, it, that yeah, would just be been I'd like ah, I guess Marvel's where it's at. And and which you know, that doesn't make any sense. That's not, you know, um like they don't want to just destroy any kind of positive momentum and fandom that they have like that that doesn't make any kind of logical sense so so yeah the, if, they, if they were going to keep anything going it's the batman and the project other projects associated with the batman so um so yeah this makes sense to me um i'm looking forward to seeing what reeves Uh, Does with the Batman 2, I I think that's going to be a massive movie regardless of how really any of these other movies do. Black Adam, Shazam, any of these other movies. I'm sure they'll be at least passable, I'd imagine. I'd be shocked if any of them were horrible. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think this is just good news all around for Warner Warner Brothers, Discovery, um, you know, of course, Matt Reeves and us, the fans, as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you feel, Kendall, but I was really surprised when this happened. I would agree with Sham that pleasantly surprised would be the right words. I really love what Matt Reeves established with the Batman. Really felt like a a kind of getting back to the basics, foundation for something that could be awesome. I just didn't think given the nuclear talk we were getting from Zaslav and from discovery that this was an option still but how do you feel now that he's moving forward with uh dc and warner
2: look i mean uh, i mean i'm very excited that he's that they confirmed that he he's got his deal um i think it's a, i think it's a smart move I, i'm also glad that it doesn't seem as if like they doesn't seem like they're investing in Matt Reeves to the point where they're saying, "Well, Matt Reeves be already coming back." Because I think that would have been a step too far as well. But, um, but he's done an excellent job with what uh, with, with what he was given with, with Batman. I'm glad we're gonna get the Penguin show. It seems. Um, so I mean, I, I think that it's, I think that it's it, it's 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 a step in the right direction. And again, I mean. I don't think there I mean, there's people, obviously there's people in today's day age that, you know, will just not like something to not like it. But I think most people, that's all the Batman enjoyed it. Whether you thought it was better than the Nolan movies, or you thought it was a notch below the Nolan movie, but you thought it was still good. I think most people are somewhere in that spectrum. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, that would be the one place, particularly because it's in its own universe, similar to the Joker, that'd be the one those, those would be the two places where you feel like you won't need you don't need to hit the reset button there because it's already been established that it's not connected to anything. So you can keep making those movies. And the only reason you would you would hit the reset button with Batman is if you wanted to make a new Batman that was connected to other people, which is possible but that's something they want to do. And that is the only thing that's awkward about it. Because if you're Dan Lynn or you're the, you're, 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 maybe it's Kevin Feige. Bro. I mean, we were talking weeks ago about Alan Horn and, and Zazlaw's, you know, trying to recruit Kevin Feige. It, if, if you're that person that's walking in to be that next Kevin Feige figure at DC, I mean, imagine going there and saying, yeah, you can't use Batman. I mean, yeah, I know he's the biggest, probably the biggest pro- movie property that we have, but. You can't like that. That's that's Matt Reeves' thing. We can we you can you can we can make that. We're making Batman, but yeah. right? you can't. But you can't use him in your shared university Trying to set up. That that is that's a hard sell to a lot of creatives who feel like, you know, I'm sure they have respect for Reeves and Batman, but you know, probably
0: yeah, Batman's a franchise like, player. Yeah, you feel like you can do a better job with him, you know. Yeah. So that yeah, that, and he, that and he's, he's a guy that you, he's indispensable to a DC universe, just like Superman. Is indispensable to the DC universe, which is why which, what they were doing with this Superman less world that they were continuing was still weird. Yeah,
2: they were continuing a Superman less Batman world for the most part, or basically Batman. Right. I mean, we think Affleck will be in one of these movies. Rumors he might be in Aquaman too. I, I, oh my God. I don't know if that's true or not, but like they, they're doing this weird thing with Affleck where he's around, but just they to, re- just to make like, it make sense. But
0: yeah, but that you know he's not going to play a factor in anything. They, so. They've got to, this is this is getting ridiculous, and I know uh, I'm playing the drop again because like come on, it's really ridiculous. Like like I, <laughs> I can't I can't do this anymore. I like I can't like you have like I, I there's sort of part of me that actually has a little bit of respect for Zaslav again ripping the Band-Aid off of what was what the problem was, but I think what's making me frustrated with this team is their inability to communicate how they're going to move forward if creating a continue a continuity a shared continuity is what they're trying to do because you can't keep telling me that you're doing shazam and black adam and aquaman is still coming out and you're you're shoehorning you're just shoving the flash movie down our throats even though ezra miller may have to zoom in from a jail cell during the movie premiere like you can't keep doing that and then also saying you have this great plan that we should be excited about because all that stuff is from the past regime and again maybe this Flash movie is so groundbreaking and so universe changing that they feel like they can't get to their plan without that film but I'm, I almost at this point need somebody to tell me that because it just looks stupid and to do it any other way it feels like until we get to whatever the reset is gonna be, that these films aside, and of course I'm gonna watch any Batman and Joker movie that comes out, but it feels like these other films until we get there are a waste of time, and it's nauseating to to sit here with this. Like I I, I and I'm not someone who's again a big fan of the the approach that they were doing with the just we're doing random movies and there's there's they're loosely connected but not really like i wasn't that wasn't my cup of tea though they were making good films so i was giving them their props but this middle game that we're kind of doing right now the one thing i can give marvel credit for i know we, we kind of were kind of having fun with them and, and giving them a little bit of grief for like not telling us enough about the x-men but i mean you can't talk about marvel not communicating with his fans like the communication with them is extremely strong even though they still find ways to surprise us and give us things that we don't expect. Whether it's through back channels, communication, or through them showing up at a Comic-Con or showing up somewhere and saying what the hell they're doing. And DC has not never been great with communication. But it, it seems like pretty much since the Snyderverse died, it just seems like the communication has just been nothing. And it sucks that you have a new face that's coming in saying we're changing things. But that communication gap still exists. And it almost still feels like and maybe this is why we're not getting great communication. It almost feels like to me like they're still making decisions. And I know that maybe sounds stupid to those people. They're like, oh, Of course they make decisions. But what I mean by that is like like they still don't know if like Shazam is part of their future. Or if Black Adam's part of their future. And or if Aquaman. Like, you need to know that by now. Like, I don't know how you're having conversations with Dan Lennon. You don't know if that's that's part of your future but that is kind of the again it's not great communication it's kind of like the innuendo we keep getting is that it's kind of a wait and see with what shazam does and like what do you mean a wait and see is this guy a part of the universe or is he not and if he's not are you doing a new shazam or are you just never doing shazam again because i don't know how you guys feel about this but it just Seems to me like that is the part of this I think is most frustrating. Is I'm not even as mad about them taking off the Band-Aid. I don't like how they've gone about it. I hate what they did with Batgirl. But this it's just taking off the Band-Aid, but like you're almost doing it. You're doing it as slow as possible. And it's like, yo, just rip the Band-Aid off. Tell me what the hell is going on. This is, getting, this is like really frustrating at this what point. What is going on here? I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. But...
2: Yeah, and then... It, it's it's funny, um, yeah. I mean, Mar- DC. I mean, we we've said it before, and another another thing that's sorta, that sort of that has been a little controversial in the in this space uh, was was when the Rock the Rock was talking about the Black Adam movie last week, and he said that uh, that the, that Shazam and Black Adam were were, were one movie. And he, he came in and was like, now nah, we got to separate these. Yeah, he's nah. like, I don't want to be in that.
1: <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not
2: putting me out with, with Shazam. What are we doing? And you had all these people saying, Are you kidding me? Like, Black Adam, is, is he's a Shazam character. You know, he's Shazam's villain. You know, and, and I mean, right now, The Rock is the other, he's the other untouchable entity. Um, but I honestly, I only think he's untouchable as long as the Black Adam movie is successful. If yeah. it's not, then
1: I, I don't know how much longer this thing will go. Yeah, they're looking at their chops, waiting to see what those box office numbers are.
2: One hundred percent. Because I, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I don't know if Black Adam's gonna do as well as most
0: rock movies. Uh, I could be wrong. I gotta. I don't, I have don't think have to look it's, and see what like the rock. You have movie. to see how like. I kind of feel like I. The Rock <laughs> to me feels almost like. Uh, I'm trying to give a good analogy here. He's almost like Phil Rivers. And I say that and then, like I feel like oh. the numbers are there, but he never thrown for no 50 touchdowns in a season. You know what I'm saying? Like Right. Does like 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 or, or like yeah, yeah, I guess Phil Rivers is the best way I can think of. Like a guy like or a guy who would like um and in some ways kind of like Willie Mays in that like like Willie Mays may have only led the home run led the league home runs like once or twice. But I mean, he was hitting 35 to 40 every year. So I, I I wonder like what like the rocks like like actual like maybe again maybe I sound like an idiot <laughs> questioning the rock here but I'd actually want like to line up okay how does every single movie the rock does and how does it do in terms of the box office I mean so the probably, only I, thing I think, think it does is, I think they all do I think they all do solid but right. like is he doing like he has no, no movie that's a like a, a lot End Game or no movie like Spider Man even like I don't think he has any movie like
2: that so, look, the, the rock is in a lot of
0: movies. But, right, he did a ton. Like He but he, 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 he
2: shows up to work every day. He's like Cal Ripkin. Since 2017, he's been in the top five in domestic, international, and worldwide box offices
0: every year. Right, because so, he's, he's 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 playing 162 games. I, that,
2: yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's Cal Ripken. Just, oh yeah, he's in four movies years. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly.
0: But, and, I, I, I'm, and I'm not even knocking him on that. I'm just saying when we think of the, the Black Adam numbers, I, I kind of tend to agree with your point. Is that like have we seen The Rock be the lead in a movie that did one hundred and fifty in a weekend? I, I, I wouldn't say Hobbs and Char probably did pretty well. I don't. I don't know. I don't think he did one hundred and fifty. Yeah, I don't know about one hundred and fifty. Like and one hundred and fifty is a big number, but like that's what the Batman did. Like, like that's and that Batman did that in a in a post pandemic world. Has I mean, how many movies has he been the lead in that's even done a hundred in the first weekend? I think it'd be a lot less than you think. Yeah. So, and again, I'm not. It sounds like we're arguing, but we're actually not. I think we totally agree. Like, and I'm not even trying to like. I'm not at all yeah, I trying mean, to like. That's probably part, dip, 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 part of the dip, I'm why not trying I all feel. trying to dim the shine of the Rock as a movie star. He's a huge icon. <laughs> Everybody mean, knows how much I love the Rock. Yeah. I, but I'm I mean, just saying like, in terms the, of like the what, what Black Adam would do is like. I don't know if we've ever really seen the Rock do these cra- the crazy numbers as a lead in, in, the so- in a solo movie. He is the solo right. lead.
2: But with that being said, regardless, you're, you're right about that. But like, he is, I would say he's the biggest star in Hollywood right now. And yeah, I agree. Like, if I, you know, if I told you that you're doing a DC movie with the biggest star in Hollywood and it does middling box office numbers, <laughs> these people, what do you mean? But, I I don't and again I I could be wrong I mean I'm sure DC's got projections I'm sure you know it's still too early to tell for in a lot of in a lot of ways but I just would, would not be surprised uh, even with this movie having the rocks because I just don't think it's popped off from
0: a social media perspective or an excitement standpoint I you know well I think I think honestly I think I don't think this, a lot of I think people- all this Warner HBO stuff I think it is taking the all the sales out of this film. I felt it's like I felt like after the last trailer, there was some like intrigue. Okay, mm-hmm. let's see how this goes. I think not something crazy, but I thought that they were kind of set up to have a probably a decent showing. And I'm not, I can't, I can't put a number on how much movie money they made lost with this, but it just feels like we're not even talk, we're not talking at all about Black Adam. It's all about <laughs> what's happening with the future of DC <laughs> and what the who the hell is going to be still be around. <laughs> and i i don't i don't even know if i agree, agree. like like there's no one you would know, you there's no one you'd rather have to try to lead against that kind of bad press but i don't think it's enough
1: i don't and i don't know if it's i don't I know like, if anybody could have helped him i feel like we gotta see the like kind of like the lead up to like the press tour and stuff because the rock's really good at that he's excellent That's at that once he, he gets in front of a
0: once he gets in front of the camera and a microphone, yep. which he's been that way since 1996. Yep. He starts
1: like, saying a lot of explosive stuff. Yeah, then... He'll he, get people... Right. Are, people are going to see this movie. He's going to get people to see this movie. He's got to. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Yeah.
2: He doesn't. That's why he's been waiting with the, on the chopping block. He's waiting. That and
0: Super Pets.
1: <laughs>
0: it's crazy that he was Superman. He was uh, Kurt, though, and Black, Black Adam. Um, just... I heard that movie was decent, by the way. Did anybody Did anybody watch it?
1: No, I didn't see.
0: It. No, I'm kind of intrigued because I heard decent things.
1: I uh, watched on HBO Max. Or and I like when I hear decent <laughs> things about a movie that like nobody
0: HBO <laughs> really Max won't be a thing. Yeah, oh yeah, like, yeah. By the time you get yeah, HBO sure sure Max it will all. be Discovery Plus, HBO Diamond <laughs> level, whatever. Um, but anytime I hear about a movie that like a lot, a lot of like not a lot of people are talking about. The people did see say, hey, I kind of liked it. I'm always really intrigued by the movies. Like, oh, those movies are probably really good because you don't have like the hype beast aspect right. around it. And it's that Why are you guys that's, see Sonic. Oh, I know. I got. I, I didn't <laughs> see either one. I didn't see either Sonic. I'm tripping on that. Um, this is completely off <laughs> the beaten path. Before we get to this last topic, but did y'all see? I, I texted y'all, so y'all know what I'm talking about. As, soon as I bring it up? Did did y'all see the Tekken anime yet? I haven't, watched I haven't seen it yet. So gotta check it out man I really liked it I watched all, all six episodes and all
1: right, I felt like yeah Watch I felt like it story. was <laughs> I felt
0: like it was probably the best adaptation we've ever seen for Tekken that's no, not saying I, a lot most of them suck to be clear well that's true but still but no I thought this was I like this was the one of the first one I watched where I was like this was really solid and not perfect <laughs> there's some right there's right. some weird things and dialogue could be better but I watched it and I was like wow this is really I thought this was going to be trash like I really was expecting this to be whack and I because I didn't hear, hear anything about it I literally found it by accident one night and I, it was lucky because I guess it came out very recently a couple weeks ago and I, well, I'm watching this joint I'm like yo this joint is kind of fire I think the way they adapted the fighting styles of the characters and mm-hmm. use that in these fight scenes, really well done. And I feel like if we get enough word of mouth about this show being pretty good and they get more budget, more time for a season two, like I think you'll even see better stuff. So that's why I'm trying to tell people if they haven't seen it to check it out. Tomorrow, was, was, was Dragon Ball a thumbs up?
1: Uh, oh, so yeah, he, the new, yeah, the new movie. Yeah, I yeah, you, it you, saw, you saw that too? Yes, yes, I did. I saw the Dragon Ball superhero movie and i i would give it a thumbs up i would better than broly huh better than better than broly no no not better than okay. broly but i, 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 I thought it was basically. good i would say the animation was more impressive i would say um it's just what toei's doing with the animation again getting all, way off the beaten path but, <laughs> but the animation of that movie was very high quality it was cuz i didn't think i would like it cuz the 3d tends to be hit or miss for me but i, I it looks fantastic and and um and the story's decent as well. Story's not so much I like the Broly story a little better. But uh but I thought it was good. I thought it was a good movie, fun movie.
0: All right, there you go. You got a little two, three minute uh corner of the uh animation talk podcast on New Generation <laughs> Media um on this show today. Fun show so far. We're at, we're nearing the end though. Um so last thing we had, and I we mentioned it a little earlier, so the one way in which Matt Reeves was impacted by some of the Shake up happening over at HBO Max and Discovery and Warner is that uh, Batman the Cape Crusader, the animated show that is being uh, produced by Bruce Tim. He's getting help uh, with the producing from Matt Reeves and JJ Abrams, so pretty much an all star team there. That show will not be moving forward on HBO Max. Now, that sounds terrible and it is terrible just on the surface, but for those who are sad, don't get too upset because the show is still continuing in production Bruce Tim even put out a statement saying hey we're still working fine working on this is not ended nothing's happened in terms of our work and the word is that uh, the show will be shopped to other platforms so not encouraging that it's not doesn't have a home right now but it is still happening which is I guess what we can ask for at this point can I you are you confident that that this show will be able to find a home?
2: Uh, I mean, all, all these when you start getting into this this legal legal talk, this
0: uh this copyright law and all <laughs> that. I mean, is it all that? So. I I I mean, I don't think it's really all that. I think it's more of just I think they're gonna, they're gonna give it up, whatever. I mean, yeah. gonna, hey, this I, here's yeah, the right to the show, of... and do you want it or not? I think it's more of a does it fit the vision for whoever. Right, be
2: that's the thing.
0: I don't know how much it's going to be worth. That's who more would, of what I'm asking. Who, right,
2: who would be the place where it would fit their portfolio? I mean, Apple, Amazon, Netflix. Obviously, not Disney. Um, no, like HBO is. I mean, Peacock. Like all these, none of these places.
0: Like, dude, this stuff. I mean Netflix feels like that feels it, like the ne- main place. Netflix and to me, Netflix and Hulu feel like the spots.
2: But like don't but and then Hulu Disney.
0: Like you know? At what point Hulu's not afraid of animation. That's the only reason why I brought bring them up.
2: At what point if you're Netflix even or or Disney or Peacock or Paramount or any of these places, at what point do you Say to yourself well having this movie serves dc i mean having the show serves dc more than it serves us or right. serves dc as much as it serves us because if it's, if it's popular and people are gonna be like yeah now i gotta go see the batman movie oh right i gotta watch all those batman shows on hbo max or hbo discovery plus or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. like and that is so that that's the only reason why i ask if 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 anybody you know holds this to do a lot of high value because i don't i don't know i mean that that's 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 i guess that's my answer but um
0: somebody will pick it up because it's they're very confident that means that they probably have wow so, so you think it will get picked up you just have no idea of who it will be
2: yeah i mean i just feel like they say if bruce tim and these guys are are confident that yeah we're working on it and usually if you if you if it's not grim, you know. <laughs>
0: it's not a grim response. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sure the contract was guaranteed, so he probably don't gotta. Yeah, <laughs> he probably don't That's gotta true. work on it if, if uh, as long as the yeah. money was delivered. So that is a fair point.
2: Yeah, um, I, I I feel like he probably the offers have probably been put on the table already, right? Or at least informally, at least been like, yeah, this is probably what we this is probably what they go for. Put it on the open market, in that now they're in that process, but and it could be something more under the radar it could be something place like Tubi or some place like uh you know i don't know some, some, something third party I be more pretty third part. well it ended
0: up on tubi hey, was, wow i, I don't know what tubi, <laughs> i don't know what tubi is so I, that's, I <laughs> hey man you, look you but tell you, i guarantee, I guarantee tell you what though they put a bruce tim batman on there i'm gonna find it <laughs> yeah i will sure. say that much
2: They've got some Shamari knows, they've got some underrated content on Tubi, man. Dan yeah, Versus. Yeah, I got some shows. Transformers wow. Prime. G.I. I'm Joe. Interested. Me and Shamari watched the whole season of G.I. Joe Renegades.
1: Whole season of G.I. Joe. It's all free too. No, you don't gotta pay for it or anything. It's free app. Yeah. yeah. I'm interested.
0: I am interested now.
1: <laughs> free, yeah, good why, content, like, free content. Free content. it's gonna end up on Tubi. Tubi
0: is the home of
2: lost media. I'll put it that way. Like any okay. if if you're if you ever had a show where you're like Man, what whatever happened to the show? Where like Degrassi was on Tubi. I don't know if it's still there anymore.
1: It's, just, it's, just, <laughs> right. it's
2: the home of lost media. Really. Like, this show doesn't fit anything. It
0: ends up there for free. I mean, I don't know where you're at, Sham, but to me, when I look at this, it, once again, it does, to me, strike a little bit of a fundamental disconnect with Zaslav and this new DC strategy. Like He talks about wanting to make DC better. That's been kind of the generic... Term he's used at least once, might even a couple times at this point. I don't know how you don't see the value in your your home your your base of operations. Not like if you want to make DC better and the perception of it better. How does a Bruce Timm produced Batman animated show that's new? How does that not? How do you look at that and say that's not something we we would want? Like that is insane to me. Like like Stuff that like is. That. That is insane to me. It's really ridiculous. Like, I don't I don't know how you come to that conclusion unless you're just clueless. Like, mm-hmm. the the I would could argue that the most iconic Batman in popular culture outside of comic books is the Batman animated series. And it's not a crazy argument. I could put it against the Dark Knight series. I could put it up against uh the Burton Batman. So, eyeballs, people who watch Batman, how they got how people who have lived in this generation have been introduced to this character. The Batman the animated series show is as high as it gets. It it, it rivals anything else. And the creator of that is doing what he is called essentially a continuation or a inspiration from that show. And you're saying your goal is to make DC better. And you say that, sorry, we don't want those services. What is going on here? I don't know, Becky Lynch. I don't know what's going on here. That, like, that to me is nonsensical. Um, I'm at least encouraged that they're, they're moving forward production. I do agree with Kendall. That makes me think that there is some confidence somewhere that a deal is going to get made for this to get picked up. Because they, they put this out there with the same... They put out the news that this was canceled by HBO Max with the same... News that it's being shopped elsewhere and they're still working. And then, again, I heard talked about the, uh, the, the the tweets from Tim and other creators saying, hey, don't worry. We're still continuing with our work. So I think there's probably a deal somewhere. But I mean, just, from, again, from a strategy standpoint, like the continued devaluing of animation one as a medium to tell stories on TV and movies continues to baffle me especially considering how successful like Pixar and Disney are <laughs> almost like like what are you thinking and and two the for someone who wants to make DC better and says Bruce Tim Batman that's not something that would make DC better that's just asinine and it tells me you don't really know what the hell you're talking about
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah I mean uh I mean I'm in agreement and honestly stuff like this is why you is why you kind of need like a fight or a uh, felony around to kind of just say, Hey, listen, this is why <laughs> content like this is important, right? Right, to kind of right. sit the CEO business person down and just explain.
0: Like, think about this, Troy, and I'll let you, know. you continue. Like, what was the first the, we talked about the X Men earlier on this show? The first thing we got, we're getting X Men from Marvel since they got that deal is a revival of X-Men, the animated series. And that effort being spearheaded by Kevin Feige, because he knows the importance of that series. Mm -hmm. And as I've said in the past, I've said it a million times, Batman, the animated series and the X-Men animated series are like distant cousins or like, you know, parallel universes of the same thing. Their impact to each other is this. And then their fan bases is the same. And Marvel, they were like, we got X-Men, First thing we need to do is this. and in DC, you have Bruce Timm on board to do Batman again, and the first thing you do is show him the door? Like, come on. Yeah. Boy, ain't, no way, boy. ain't no way you can get what? away with something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean...
2: Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was just gonna say, if you're asking yourself, what would Kevin Feige do? I mean, clearly that's not how they're operating when it comes to animation. They're also... Uh, I mean, it might be time, I guess, to just to pour one out for uh, our old friend young justice. It seems like that show is on the.
0: Yeah, it, there season, are no plans. The, the is... Report from TV line was there are no plans for a new season. And that was it. I mean, <laughs> it was no other word. Um, Weissman, his tweets have not been any more encouraging. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, it's crazy. It's 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 crazy.
1: Yeah, Yeah, this is uh, this is definitely not the third time. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's just you know, you kind of need someone to kind of sit to just kind of explain the value of animation when it comes to this kind of the kind of live action content that we're getting, and how animation, quite frankly, led to the live action content that we're getting. It was kind of it basically kind of was a bridge between the comic books where all this started and then the live action stuff we're getting now. So it's like why that stuff was so inspirational, so important, why it's still so important Um, and why especially why revivals like this are important. It's like someone needs to try to just connect the dots and say, hey, the people that are paying to go to your movies now that have money now are adults now watch that show (laughs) when they were younger. That will do good numbers and we'll get them to say, hey, I should go see this next Batman movie. That's why you don't cancel that, you know. So it's like it's just but no one's there to do that. You just, you just got the it kind of eccentric kind of billionaire. You know, it's like I want I want another Ben Affleck. Give me a new a new shiny Batman, a new shiny Superman to put on screen and have people go. And, but he's not going to make as much money. So it's just it's just kind of how it's going. It's very unfortunate.
0: We do not care.
1: That's how they, that's how they that's how that's how
0: I feel sometimes with how DC sees and Warner as a whole kind of just sees the fans and kind of just there's some things you just got to do for the culture. I said that a million times. There's some things that maybe from a monetary standpoint it might not make the most sense or whatever, but just for good vibe for good juju. And I, I think that that like having shows like Young Justice and this Batman show around actually does, I think, make you money. Even if it's not on just subscriptions to HBO Max for that. It's the word of mouth. It's the excitement. It's a conversation that continues around your franchises because these shows are still out there in Lexicon that does bring money in that may not be tangible, but is real. They don't see that because that's the intangible that's not in the projections. But it's a loss. And I, I really... I think that what you were seeing in DC is a they I think they're trying to do bigger stuff, bigger movies, bigger content, but downsize a lot of the minutia and I think they're gonna pay for it. I think I think they're right to try to com- try to combine this, but I think thinking that they could just do like one movie a year that's huge and everybody will love it and that will be fine. i that'll keep them at you know, at bay with uh keep Marvel at bay or keep them in the same conversation as Marvel, I think that they're going to be beside themselves. Marvel's doing four movies a year and doing TV shows in between and doing animated shows now. Like, 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 you can't think that you can just put out one movie and have no other DC content. You're not doing no TV shows. You're not doing no animation. Um, We haven't heard anything about Peacemaker yet. Like, they said, you know, James Gunn said, oh, don't worry about Peacemaker. But I'm like, I, I haven't seen them say anything saying you're staying around. So it seems like the things that don't get talked about are the things that go by the wayside. They they made sure to talk about the Joker and talk about Matt Reeves and they talked about certain people. Anybody that's not getting mentioned, I'm assuming that your days could be numbered. And if that's the case, like thinking that these things don't have value, it's it, they, they they I I do feel like this is not something that's that that is not sustainable. I talked about how I thought what they were doing with Hamada wasn't necessarily sustainable. I don't think this is sustainable either. Thinking that we could just get rid of everything, but we do great Batman movie and a great Superman movie, and like it'll be, just be fine. One, you got those those movies got to deliver, but two, your competition is just lapping you with content. So how are you gonna make up for that? You're not gonna just outdo them by just doing way better stuff. Marvel's threshold for critical acclaim is too high, even in this Marvel is mid era that we're in right now. So I say that with quotation marks, not what I think, but that's what people say. So yeah, it's it's going to be a weird time at DC. We are definitely seeing a changing of the guard. I hope that Batman gets picked up, the Creep Crusader. I, again, I think it will. But it it's a bad sign to me that Discovery Warner could look at this and say this is not something that's going to make DC better. That is just asinine to me. But and I know I think that's a good place to wrap the show, guys. So I want to thank you all for listening in to this edition. Of new generation, hero talk. Of course, if you enjoyed this show, make sure you check out all of our episodes on New Generation Podcast Network. You can find them on Apple Podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud. Stitcher, and TuneIn. Also, make sure you check out our YouTube channel, New Generation Media. I know we haven't done too many videos as of late. But uh, I think you can start to see us rev up on those videos soon as well. So um, we'll be getting plenty of that content out there. So make sure you stay locked in there. Make sure you follow us on social media as well. We're on Twitter, New Generation Pod, Instagram, New Generation Podcast, and Facebook, New Generation Media. And follow us individually on social media. You can find Shamari on uh, Instagram and Snapchat, mcm 22 You can find kendall on twitter new gen ken and you can find me on twitter ej underscore Stewart, and on instagram ActionEJ. ej that will do it for now thank you guys so much for checking us out for shamari for kendall i'm ej take it easy guys peace